Hi, welcome to Bite Size Bible Studies. I'm Pastor Luke. If you haven't been here before, our goal is to spend just a few minutes together in God's Word, let it activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. Over the last few weeks, we've been going, a couple weeks, we've been going through the book of Acts, uh, and today we are going to catch right into chapter 8. So if you have your Bible open, go to Acts chapter 8, and we are looking at uh, chapter 8, verse 26. And so uh, this is a story about the gospel being preached and being preached to an Ethiopian. And it has some interesting pieces to it that I think are significant for us to look at. So let's just go ahead and jump in. Uh, again, this is Acts chapter 8, verse 26. It says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, and go to the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. And so he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake the chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, and said to him, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth, and his humilia in humiliation his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is some water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so what I want us to see, just a couple pieces here in, in this passage is, you know, first start with what does it say about our God? So I think the first thing is it is that God speaks to us. God speaks to us and God leads us. Um, a lot of us, I think, get backwards this relationship that we have with Christ and what it looks like to have Christ in your life as a Christian. Being a Christian is not that you have God as a guide or a advisor or as a consultant. He's not somebody that you go to to get his opinion. And if you like it, you take it. And if you don't, you leave it. He is speaking to you with directives and actions and commands. And the true spirit of a disciple is not that you listen to those things and then ponder whether you like them or not and do them. But rather, when you hear God speak to you, you go and do. He is the master. You are the servant. And so what we regularly see in this early church is that these disciples, these early disciples and these early um, evangelizers of the gospel, they had this unbelievable spirit of obedience where when God spoke, they would listen. And brothers and sisters, I think another thing that's important is, is that these individuals, they... They were attuned to hearing God. Now, I think in some ways God spoke to them in a more direct manner because of the age, because of the beginning of the church, because of him wanting to get his authority out of them, because this scripture was not all there for them. It was still being formed. But brothers and sisters, I still believe Jesus and God speak to us today. 
I think unfortunately for us, a lot of us don't hear anything because we're not listening. And so if we look at today where the world has gone crazy with all this coronavirus, um, I do think one thing that is good is a lot of the noise has been silenced. A lot of the distractions are gone. And so I encourage you in this time, learn to attune your ears to God. Learn to be able to hear God calling. Learn to hear his voice in your life. And when you hear that voice, obey. I'm a firm believer that the more that we obediently respond to God's voice, the more that we are going to hear God's voice in our lives. And so God speaks to to Philip. He takes him to this place. And immediately an opportunity is presented to, to share the gospel. And I think, brothers and sisters, the interesting thing you see here is is Philip just kind of starts this conversation out of nowhere. Um, He just dives right in to talking to this man about a spiritual concern. And so I think another thing that you and I should look at in this is how comfortable would we be to have a similar conversation? How comfortable would we be to meet a stranger and maybe see him with a Bible open or reading a philosophy book or, or even just sitting there? And us kicking up a conversation that has a spiritual focus. It has the the focus of sharing Jesus. I know a lot of us, even myself, we get afraid to do this. We get nervous. We get concerned. We wonder about offending people or saying the wrong thing. But that's not how the early church grew. The early church grew from people who were passionate about Christ, willing to share Christ, and willing to have those conversations with individuals. I think the third thing that really jumps out to me is the importance of Scripture here. Notice for both of these men that Scripture was central to this story. right? The the Ethiopian, he, he didn't fully understand what he was reading, but there was a hunger and desire in him to understand what Scripture was saying. And so he was searching it for truth. And so I think whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, one of the questions I would have for you is, Do you find yourself going to this book and regularly searching it for truth? Do you come here with an open mind and an open heart and in humility saying, God revealed to me the truth. God revealed to me the wisdom. God revealed to me what is in your book. I think a lot of us today, we we get more or we spend more of our time listening to pastors or Christian people share their opinions than we necessarily spend in the word, actually listening to what God says. Now, notice this scripture, this passage does point to the fact that while we have our scripture, it is great to lean on others to what? Guide us in that. So notice he's reading Isaiah 53. And Philip says, do you understand? Do you understand what you're reading? And he goes, you know, I, how can I? I need a guide. And so, yes, there is a need in our lives to have speak, uh, you know, teachers and mentors and, and pastors who can guide us and reveal things to us, but it does have to start with us having a common knowledge of what the Scripture actually said, right? If, if Philip had just gone off course and just started talking about something random, uh, this guy would have gone, wait, but that's, that's not what I'm reading. That's not what I see in the scrolls. That's not what I see in the book. Do you have that kind of baseline knowledge? Where yes, you may have some questions or confusion about what it says, but you actually know what it says. A lot of us don't have that anymore. We don't have the base to go, I understand what's happening in scripture because I read it. And so I think that's an important thing for us is to both look at ourselves as the Ethiopian and go, one, do I search the scrolls? Do I search the scripture with that kind of hunger and desire for truth? And then 
Second, put yourself in Philip's position. I love what it says here. After they read where he's at, right, the Ethiopian is studying and where they, they finish off where he's reading, it says, Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him, right? Philip had the kind of expertise that as a mature Christian, when someone asked him a specific question or referenced a specific book, he could start from that point and tell him the story of the gospel. Now, I know for a lot of us, we may not be there yet, but we should have a goal to get there one day. I think it's become strangely acceptable for long-term Christians, not brand new Christians, but long-term Christians who, who have been raised Christian or spent decades in the church to be not very good at sharing the gospel. And not only is it okay for them not to be good at it, the church doesn't put any pressure that you should be good at being good at sharing the gospel. And I think we've got to look at this and look back at the early church and go, you know what, what you regularly see here? What you regularly see in Acts, what you regularly see from all of these individuals that were tied to the foundation of the church and was tied to the growth of the church, was all of these people had the ability to, one, tell what Christ had done in their lives, and two, go through scripture to reveal truth. And so brothers and sisters, that's my challenge to you today, is do you have that kind of expertise? Do you have the ability that one you could share as a witness what God has done in your life with somebody? And two, do you have the ability to use this book to start conversations and to point people to who Jesus is? We spend so much of our lives becoming experts on things that have very little, if any, eternal value. Right? We, we learn how to be good at whatever our hobbies are. We learn how to be good at being parents. We learn how to be good at being spouses. Right? We learn how to be good at all kinds of different things. And yet we sit here with the greatest truth in the world in our hands. And many of us never even pick up the book to read. And so, yes, just like the Ethiopian said, you need a guide. You do need a guide, but you at least need to have some knowledge of what's in here to even start that conversation in the right spot. And so my prayer for you is, while many of our distractions have been taken away from us, uh, we don't have sports right now. We don't have the ability to go out and just shop and go to any store or location that we want. Many of us are, are not commuting anymore. We're working from home. All of that gives us opportunity. And I think this is a wonderful time for us to get into God's word, become better experts at it, and learn to really break down what are our questions about it, and find those guides in our lives that can help us answer them. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us today. I hope you keep your spirits up. I hope you let the word guide you and fill you with strength. And I pray that God uses you mightily today and tomorrow to build the kingdom. Stay safe. We'll see you soon.